What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Donald Trump needs our help, and we can help him in various ways. One in particular can really help Donald Trump achieve his goal if he wins re-election in 2024. Hi, everybody. I'm Graham Ledger. We know Donald Trump is being targeted by the radical left. This is bigger than Donald Trump. Donald Trump represents me. Donald Trump represents you. Donald Trump represents freedom-loving Americans, millions and millions of freedom-loving Americans from coast to coast. And the radical left, Marxist Democrats, hate that because they hate us. They hate America the way it was built. They want to take us down a Marxist rabbit hole. What does their Marxist utopia look like? I don't know. But it's the opposite of what America was born to look like. Now, 240-something years later, we're a shell of what we were at the founding in 1787. And Donald Trump knows this, and he's trying to fix it. The latest, of course, is this eminent grand jury indictment out of Washington, D.C. They're going to indict him. It's a fait accompli. He's being targeted. The special prosecutor says he's being targeted. No kidding. That's the worst kept secret of the decade. That is the understatement of the decade. Donald Trump is targeted left and right, up and down. Civilly, criminally, politically persecuted. Over and over and over and over again. Why? Because he did something wrong? No. Because he's a threat to the Marxist stronghold in Washington, D.C., and frankly, in many states. He's a threat to anyone who wants to advance this Marxist doctrine in the United States. So they have to remove the threat. And Donald Trump is a proxy attack on you and me. So he needs help. Yeah, sure, he needs help maybe in political donations, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not even talking about going door to door or putting a bumper sticker on your car saying vote for Trump in 2024. I'm talking about supporting this man philosophically, but also constitutionally. These people out there supporting other people, and I hear people say with consternation all the time, well, I like Trump, but, and then the but is always something like, well, he's mean, or he goes places he shouldn't go, he says things, so what? What was the net result of his first term in office? Pretty darn good from an economic standpoint to a border standpoint to an international standpoint. And when Donald Trump says he can end the war in Ukraine in 24 hours, I firmly believe it because he's a deal maker and he sees a deal there. He also sees peace, by the way. So Donald Trump needs our philosophical support. 
He doesn't need abandonment like I'm seeing from not a lot of people, but certain amounts of people. I don't care about the Chris Christie's of the world. He's a lost cause. I don't care about Mike Pence. He's a lost cause. These people are out for themselves. They're not out for what's best for this republic. If they were out for what's best for this republic, they would support Donald Trump and they'd support ways to permanently fix a broken Washington, D.C. in the federal Leviathan. So this grand jury has now basically said without saying, and the special prosecutor said without saying, that Donald Trump is, is facing eminent indictment. Of course he is for January 6th. What exactly did Donald Trump do on January 6th? I mean, this is insanity. We're still litigating January 6th? January 6th was an out-of-control mob of certain people who breached the Capitol, many of whom are being held accountable on trumped-up, inflated charges, frankly. When we saw what was going on meantime in the inner cities in America, and those people never prosecuted for destroying private property, for burning down buildings, for stealing, looting, for attacking, raping, murdering, nobody held accountable. Yet Donald Trump is being held accountable for a speech he gave. Somehow he incited the riot. This is insanity. So expect the worst out of this grand jury, as they say, a grand jury can indict a ham sandwich. So that's what we got here. But in Washington, D.C., a grand jury could indict Mother Teresa. That's how bad it is. So Donald Trump, in this regard, needs our support. They are targeting him because he is laying out his case for re-election. And one of the key elements of Donald Trump's case for re-election and what he wants to do in a second term is demolish the deep state, is how he puts it demolish the deep state, cast out the Marxists, etc. Now think about that. If you're somebody firmly ensconced in maybe the FBI or the CIA or the DOJ or the IRS or any of these other alphabet departments, and Donald Trump says he's going to decimate and demolish and take out the deep state, which is what you are because you're firmly ensconced and you're political in nature, in Washington, D.C., your job's being threatened. Your career is being threatened. So all of these people are joining forces, Christopher Ray on down, to try and either directly or indirectly harm Donald Trump so he's unelectable or he's not eligible to run for president of the United States, whatever their nefarious goal is. Donald Trump is a threat to them because he's blatantly saying what he's going to do. And that is demolish the deep state. He wants to cut 50,000 jobs. He said that he wants to cut 50,000 jobs out of the federal government. I think last I checked, somewhere in the neighborhood of a million people are employed by the federal government. So 50,000 is a drop in the bucket. But hey, it's a good start, right? It's kind of like that old joke about attorneys. It's a good start. And I know where I would begin with the 50,000, right there in the heart of the IRS. Think about what he could do as President of the United States, because he has certain powers enumerated in the United States Constitution, and frankly, that's been 
given to other presidents in the past that's not enumerated in the United States Constitution, like executive orders. He has certain powers where he can, say, for example, if he, whoever he hires to run the Department of Education, he can tell that person, you know what? You're hired, and your job is to fire everybody. Sure, Congress allocated billions of dollars for the Department of Education, but we're not going to spend it. Now, this dovetails into what he has said he may revive from presidents past, which hasn't been used in many, many decades. It's called impoundment. And frankly, I've never heard of it. I had to look it up since Donald Trump brought it up. Last it was attempted to be used was under Richard Nixon. And the case actually went to court, a related case. Impoundment is, is simply the notion that the president of the United States, the chief executive, does not have to spend all of the money that Congress allocates. Of course not. Why would you? If you have a household budget, and your household budget is $2,000 per month for bills and electricity and air conditioning and whatever, mortgage, car payment, and you happen to spend $1,500, then you save $500. Maybe you put it in the bank, or maybe you go on a vacation somewhere, short vacation. Uh, you do something else with that $500. Or maybe you don't spend it at all. You have that choice. And that's what impoundment is all about. Impoundment is about the President of the United States not spending all of the money that Congress allocates. It's a great way to save money. And so President Trump has indicated that he's going to revive impoundment, which, by the way, had been used by virtually every president prior to Richard Nixon. Came to a head in Richard Nixon, and of course, post-Nixon, all the post-Nixon uh, presidents were intimidated or afraid or just decided not to use it, maybe didn't even know about it. But Donald Trump's going to revive it. But it, it doesn't even have to be official impoundment, does it? If you use the scenario I'm talking about, where you have your Department of Education chair fire everybody, there's your gutted department. The problem is the root is still there. The Department of Education is still there, even though everybody's been fired except the, the director of the Department of Education. So like a weed in your yard, you can cut it off, but because that root of the weed is still there, the weed is going to grow back, or a cavity in your mouth. The dentist only gets half the cavity, fills it in with the filling. Well, that cavity is going to continue to decay, and so Donald Trump can do X amount of damage, but he can't do 100% of the amount of damage that, that he needs to do. Think about these departments that we could eliminate and start over, for example, the FBI or the DOJ. Do we really need an FBI? You know, I, there are some good people working the FBI. I'm sure they solve some wonderful crimes. But there's also a lot of lackeys. There's also a lot of political animals there. There are also a lot of smug jerks like Christopher Wray who don't deserve our taxpayer dime paying them. They need to be fired. And so the argument could be made, we eliminate the FBI, right, and start over. Let's create a new agency that is not 
rooted in politics like the FBI is. The FBI is that weed in your yard. So Donald Trump can clear out the FBI, but the root is still there. The question is, how do you get rid of the root completely? How do you get rid of that cavity in your tooth completely? Well, the dentist's got to go in there and he's got to drill and, or she and make sure he gets all the cavity or she and fills it in. The only way is to exterminate all of that cavity to make that tooth healthy again. And the same thing with the weed. The only way to eliminate that weed from your yard is to pull it up by the roots. But Donald Trump can't do that as chief executive. Congress can do it. Congress could eliminate the Department of Education. Congress could eliminate the IRS or the FBI. But Congress doesn't have the guts. If Congress had the guts, it would fix itself. For example, term limits. Congress would impose term limits on itself, but it doesn't have the guts to do that. We know that. You're living in fantasy land. If you believe that members of Congress are going to impose term limits on themselves. I firmly believe in term limits. But going through Congress is not the way to get them. Donald Trump can't impose term limits. I'm a firm believer in one and you're done. Because this is what the framers of the Constitution wanted. They wanted people to go to Washington, D.C. and then go home. They didn't want a Nancy Pelosi or any of these other people like Chuck Schumer or old turkey neck himself from Kentucky. They didn't envision that. They didn't want that. They're rolling in their graves because of that. They wanted someone to go to Congress, serve, and then go back to their private sector job. That's the way it should work. That's why I believe in one and you're done. Oh, but Graham, what about a good senator like Ted Cruz? Well, He's a good senator, and there are many other good senators potentially out there as well. That's life. I would rather rotate through a good senator after one term than have to deal with a Chuck Schumer for how many terms? Which would you rather have? One good senator and you're out? Or Chuck Schumer, basically a lifetime appointment? I know what I would rather have. I'd rather have one and you're done, period. And I also believe in term limits on the Supreme Court. I do. I think that the framers, again, didn't envision people living to be Ruth Bader Ginsburg ages. And on the federal lower courts as well, term limits. But also term limits for all federal workers. Christopher Wray, when this sucker was hired, should have been given a three-year contract, and that's it. See you later. Sayonara. Four years, whatever. Pick it. And then you're gone. You do your, quote, service to this country, and then your contract is expired, just like in the private sector. Why should the public sector be any different than the private sector? Why should it be any more lavish? Remember back in the days, 30, 40 years ago, where it used to be, if you couldn't make it in the private sector, you'd go in the public sector and you'd work for the government. Now, it's the other way around. People want to work for the government because of all the, the lavish accoutrements that you get. The salaries, all the people making over $100,000 in the federal government. I forget the number. It's an incredible number. A large, large percentage. Six-figure incomes. And, of course, the benefits. Ask Lois Lerner about that. Or that 
former FBI snake who's now probably either he's collecting his retirement or he's about to, when he deserves to be in jail. Gold-plated. All right, so how do we help Donald Trump pull that weed up from the root? Article 5, Convention of the States. Now, I know there's a lot of mis- and dis-information, a.k.a. lies. There's trepidation. There's unknowns about Article 5 because it's never been triggered. Article 5 of the United States Constitution allows we the people to amend the United States Constitution. Article 5 has two methods to amend the Constitution. One has been done 27 times. That is the congressional methods. The ball starts in the congressional court and then it emanates out to the states. The second method is called a states convention. And that is where the individual representatives from the states meet, bypassing Congress. Congress has no role in this method. They meet, they proffer amendments, say uh, term limits. Say we want to eliminate the IRS. Say we want to repeal the 16th Amendment. It's the 16th Amendment that got us in this mess. I'm a proponent for repealing the 16th Amendment. How about you? Donald Trump cannot repeal the 16th Amendment, but we can. And you know what I would repeal right along with the 16th Amendment? The amendment right after it, too, the 17th Amendment. And return appointing the U.S. Senate by the state legislatures. That's what the framers wanted. They didn't want the method we have now, direct elections. They wanted it elected by representatives of the state legislatures. So let's repeal the 16th and the 17th Amendment. How do we do that? Well, Donald Trump can't do it as much as he would maybe want to eliminate the IRS. Because if you eliminate the 16th Amendment, the IRS is toast. The IRS would become neutered. The IRS would become unconstitutional. Direct taxation of Americans' incomes, in my humble opinion, is immoral. You want to have a consumption tax? You could make an argument to me for that. For that flat tax? Forget it. If you're going to eliminate the IRS, there is no flat tax. You want to do a consumption tax, which is a sales tax? Potentially, you could make that argument to me. Because if you don't buy anything, you don't pay any taxes. Hmm. By the way, the black market would flourish, wouldn't it? Um, but let's repeal the 16th Amendment and the 17th right along with it. How do we do it? We do it through an Article 5 Convention of the States, a states convention, where you would proffer an amendment. The gentleman from Florida is recognized. Uh, I have this here amendment that's going to repeal the 16th Amendment. We talk about it. We argue. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, you can. Blah, blah, blah. California. Oh, no, we're going to vote no. Texas, yeah, that's the way it would work. And if you get two-thirds of the, of the body to agree, I'm sorry, three-quarters of the body to agree, it's two-thirds to call an Article 5, three-quarters to ratify an amendment to the Constitution. So if you have three-quarters of the states that agree, Voila! The 16th Amendment is gone. You want to see Washington, D.C. go crazy? <laughs> Eliminate the 16th Amendment. It's doable. Ledger, you're crazy, am I? Why did the framers of the Constitution give us Article 5 and this here Constitution I'm holding in my hand? 
Why did they give us Article 5, this state's convention, unless they wanted us to use it as an emergency ripcord? Again, I know there is some trepidation out there. It's completely unfounded. And I can go into why, and I will. Over time, I will. Like, California is going to repeal the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. Oh, really? Okay, let's say California. Hi, I'm, I'm Gavin Newsom, and I'm proffering an amendment to repeal the Second Amendment. Uh, if we take a vote on it, guess what? You'd only need 13 states, 13 states to say, go to hell, Gavin Newsom. That's all you'd need. So this notion of a runaway convention, this notion of California eliminating what few rights we have enumerated in the Constitution is completely misguided. It's not going to happen. And if it did happen, by the way, that would be an indication that you've lost your country anyway. So you might as well uh, pack and move to I don't know where. <laughs> where would you go? You'd go with Elon Musk to the next planet, I guess, because we are the last best shot at liberty on this planet. And Article 5 is our last best shot at putting this republic back on its constitutional foundation because we have been thrown off the constitutional foundation by decade upon decade of Marxist attacks on our liberty and our freedom and our founding document. So this is why I have formed Art 5 now. I have rebranded my website, GrahamLedger.com, to include Art 5 now, which is short for Article 5 now. Article 5 of the United States Constitution and the second way to amend it, it's going to be my mission. It is my mission. It has been my mission for 10 years. I just want to make it maybe my final mission. That we try and bring together some of these competing factions that exist that are trying to trigger an Article 5. We bring them together and realize that we have one common goal, yes, to fix this republic and that we're not going to agree on everything. But the time is now. And again, I'm going to go into maybe a little more detail about Article 5 itself, how it reads and how I interpret this to get this thing going. But if you go to GrahamLedger.com, you'll see the rebranded website. And you'll see Art 5 now. And you'll see information about Article 5. You'll see the Federalist Papers written by Alexander Hamilton, Federalist 85, talking about how necessary this people's way of amending the Constitution is, and why James Madison fought tooth and nail to make sure it was in there, and, and George Mason fighting tooth and nail to make sure that Article 5 had not just one way, but two ways to amend the United States Constitution. I also have information about how many states have applied for a state's convention, and we are well past the two-thirds majority required by the United States Constitution to trigger a state's convention. If you add it all up, we're there. Again, I have links on there. I explain why Article 5. I list some possible amendments, like repealing the 16th Amendment, like term limits, like voting integrity. How is Donald Trump going to restore our franchise? He's not going to be able to. I see these efforts out there in individual states and individuals 
voter integrity this, voter integrity that. It's not going to happen. California is always going to destroy the vote. Even in Florida, it's a mess. There is only one way to fix this, and that is to proffer a constitutional amendment, a voter integrity constitutional amendment that makes voting uniform, including voter ID that proves who you are and that you're a United States citizen. One election day, not an election month, not pre, not post, a single election day, you vote in person and you vote with paper. No machines, except maybe to tabulate, to count the votes, possibly. But this is all in the details that we can hash out. And if you want to do vote by mail, sure, go ahead. But you have to have it notarized to prove who you are. Okay? Keep, keep vote by mail, sure. But it has every single ballot must be notarized. Oh, Graham, that's such a hardship. You're, you're disenfranchised. No. You, you can vote in person. You want to vote by mail, you got to have it notarized. Sorry, that's it. Very simple. Prove who you are, sign with the notary, and boom, then you can put it in mail. So we, we keep that option there for the infirmed, uh, for the military. And the military can have a notary there. Damn straight they can. If they can afford surgeries for different body parts, they can afford a notary out there to get their, their votes notarized. Very simple solution. So you stick that in a constitutional amendment, all 50 states. And by the way, in these amendments, I think you also have to include what, what our current constitution does not, and that is the penalties. We need some hard core penalties for violating constitutional amendments, that one and, and any other constitutional amendment. There needs to be a way to hold people accountable for shutting down somebody's First Amendment right, or Second Amendment right, or Fifth Amendment right, or the Ninth Amendment, or the Tenth Amendment. Why not? Framers didn't go there with their, certainly their first ten amendments. They didn't say, hey, if you violate somebody's First Amendment right, you will suffer, you know, 400 years in jail. But we can. We can add that. Something else we could do that Donald Trump simply cannot do, and the Congress would never do. And I think Donald Trump would approve everything that I'm discussing here. So, Art 5 now, GrahamLedger.com. There's resources there. You can get involved. You can volunteer, sign up. The plan is to fuse all these different elements. I'm trying to be that fuser, <laughs> that peacemaker. In, in Christ's name, we're supposed to be peacemakers, right? We're supposed to do what's right. This is right. This is righteous. Our Constitution was founded on the Bible, the New Testament, the Gospel. And we need to fulfill what Christ would want in our country. We need to execute what Christ prescribed in the gospel through the United States Constitution because that's where our rights are derived from. Not from government, but from God. So go to GrahamLedger.com, check it out. Let me know what you think. There are ways to get a hold of me. You know what they are. For example, GrahamLedger411 at Gmail. GrahamLedger411 at Gmail. 
or when you sign up, if you sign up to volunteer, you, I think you can send me a little note along with it, et cetera, et cetera. GrahamLedger.com, hope to see you there. And remember, evil can only prevail when good is silent. Ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.